God be merciful unto us and bless us, and cause his face to shine upon us, Selah, that thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving help among all nations. Let the people praise thee, O God, let all the people praise thee. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth, Selah. Let the people praise thee, O God, let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Our scripture reading comes from Psalms, the 67th Psalm, verses 1 through 7. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearing of his holy word. We say this psalm in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good evening, everybody, and... uh... Thank y'all for tuning in with us to another um, blog talk segment where, as the brother stated, we we teach the Bible from uh, Genesis to Revelations. And uh, everything that we speak on over here, we're able to read it. Um, When you do read, Brother Ron, just make sure it don't be too loud because the people I got in contact with were speaking about the frequencies between the Skype and the cell phones and, you know, things of that nature. So we're gonna try to we're gonna try not to go too elevated with the with the volume of our voices. But um yet and still we're gonna bring the word of God. But um anyway, the title of the lesson today that we're gonna bring is The Wages of Higher Servants. My reward is with me. That's the title. The wages of higher servants. My reward is with me because I don't think that any, um, not just modern-day Christianity, but um, people as a whole, I don't think anyone look at their actions as what God, God calls it works. Don't nobody think that they are getting a paycheck for everything that they're doing in the face on the face of this earth, whether it be secret, whether it be publicly, um, whether they're on the mountaintop and everybody can see them. But we want to point this thing out because the Lord is going gonna to take us somewhere with this lesson because he's telling us constantly that his reward is with him. And if his reward is with him, can anybody go get it prematurely? So these are a lot of things we want to touch on, but I always put my own spin to it. So let's start this in Revelation, the 22nd chapter. The very last book of the Bible and the very last chapter of the very last book in the Bible. So we're going to start at Revelations chapter 22. Revelations chapter 22. And we're going to pick it up at verse 12. Revelations chapter 22 and verse 12. And I know it's a lot of people that may tune in and may not have heard these things. But all you have to do is just get your Bible and follow along with us. Revelations 22 and verse 12. Whenever you get it, my brother, you can go ahead and read it. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. See, this is what the Lord is saying now. He said, and I behold, I come quickly. He didn't say slowly, he said quickly, and my reward is with me. Then he turned around and said to give every man according as his work shall be. He said, every man, 
That includes every individual that's alive today. And not only them, but the ones that died. And we're going to show you that. But go ahead and read 13. Who is this talking? I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. That's all. Who we know as who? Jesus Christ. So now, let's go to the prophets, because the prophets spoke about this thing, too. Let's go to Isaiah, the 40th chapter. Isaiah, chapter 40. He said, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. Revelations, I mean, I'm sorry, Isaiah, the 40th chapter. We want to make sure that the prophets, they agree with this thing. We're going to read one verse over here. Isaiah 40 and read verse 10 for me. Go ahead. Behold, the Lord God will come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. See that? But ain't that what we just read, brother? <laughs> it said, mm-hmm. Behold, the Lord God will come with strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his, and his work before him. These are the works that everybody that's supposed to get according to how John put it in Revelation. Every man is going to get that particular reward for the work that they have done. Period. Now, let's make sure that Isaiah ain't making a mistake and then nobody make no typo in this book. Let's go over to Isaiah chapter 60 to confirm. Chapter 62, I'm sorry. 62 and verse 11 to confirm that they are saying he mean what he say when he say his reward is with him and that work Everybody going to be judged according to. He means what he's saying. So we can't water down the word of God. We have to be able to take it the way that he given it to us. Isaiah 62 and verse 11. Isaiah 62 and 11. We'll go ahead and get, read. Behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the world. Say ye to the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy salvation cometh. Behold, uh-huh. His reward is with him. Yep. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Go ahead. Behold, thy salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. See that? Now he repeated what he just said over in Isaiah 40. And as what was said in Revelation. See, that's the law and the testimony right there. He said, but this time he added what? Thy salvation cometh. So he put something on the table that ain't nobody paid attention to. Salvation. But why did he need to point out the fact that we need salvation? Because man dropped the ball a long time ago. And it started with the very first man created Adam. And the Lord is redeeming his creation. But most, most of us don't know this. Let's go to Luke the 10th chapter. Luke the 10th chapter. Because we working like this brother and I. Ron is reading. That's a job. That ain't a job that nobody take literal. I mean, uh, uh, small, like it's a small job. No, it's not. Because without a reader, the teacher can't do nothing. He needs the reader. 
and vice versa. The reader needs the teacher, or else he just be reading the book. <laughs> so we need each other, and both of us, with what we're doing, may the Lord have mercy on our souls, and may the Lord count us worthy for the work that we're doing, because we're about to read this here. Luke, the 10th chapter. Luke, chapter 10, we're going to read one verse over here. We're going to read verse 2. Luke 10 and 2, whenever you get it, go ahead and read. Therefore said he unto them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Yep. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Now, what are we talking about here? We're talking laboring, ain't we? And we know at the end of a labor or a job that a person gets a paycheck. But what the Lord call it, reward. In some places he called uh, wages. But here he said, therefore said he unto them, the harvest truly is great. Meaning this whole world is filled with people. And you know what? These people have to be ministered unto. So he said, but the laborers are few. There ain't many brothers and sisters out here like us doing this. And we talking with sincerity, really trying to wake up the people. He said, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, the one that run this world, the one that know every single soul that's moving about in this world. He said, pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. He got to raise them up. But this is the work that we continue to do. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4 and 1. Hebrews, the fourth chapter and verse 1. No, I'm sorry, Hebrews 4 and 11. We're going to read one verse over here. Why are we laboring? He's going to tell us right here, plain and simple. This is how I precept mine. Because it's telling us the story. Hebrews uh, 4 and verse 11. When you get it, go ahead. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. See, let us labor. So that same labor, the harvest is great, but the labors are few. But the few of us that are doing it, he said, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. So he's pointing to something in the future that we want, which is that rest, because that's going to be part of our reward that we're going to read about. These are going to be the works that's followed us that we're going to pay attention to a little bit later. And unless, he said, unless any man fall after the same unbelief, an example of unbelief, who is he pointing to? He pointed to the children of Israel when they was in the wilderness. Because time and time again, they never believed God. So now let's go to St. John, the seventh chapter, because St. John, the seventh chapter, is going to point something out to us. If the Lord is talking, come at her. And he's talking about, and we talking about laboring, let us labor to enter into that rest. Then why do people have the notion or the idea, the thought, which everybody teaches, that when you die, you go somewhere immediately and you get your reward? We have to dispel that rumor. John is 7th chapter. Let's look at what Jesus is going to say to these, to these uh, Jews. John chapter 7, we're going to pick it up at 33, my brother. We're going to read 33 through 36. 7 and 33 through 36. Go ahead. Then said Jesus unto them, Yet a little while am I with you, 
and then I go unto him that sent me. Yes, sir. Ye shall seek me and shall not find me. And where I am, thither ye cannot come. See, now, and I like the way he just read and emphasized on that I am, because that's what we need to look at. He said, where I am, because he's going to be situated, he's going to be planted and seated somewhere and situated there for, for a minute. He said, where I am, there you cannot come. Go ahead and read. Then said the Jews among themselves, whither will he go? That we uh, shall not find him. Yes, will sir. he go into the dispersed among the Gentiles and teach the uh, Gentiles? And teach the Gentiles? They said, where are he going to go? He must going to go to the dispersed among the Gentiles. That's Israel scattered. Then turn around and say, and teach the Gentiles. We never even paid attention to that when we was used to teach this lie. We used to just be like, see? He going to the Israelite among the Gentiles, but we ain't never pay attention to the and, meaning in addition to, including. <laughs> but go ahead and read 36. What manner of saying is this that he said, ye shall seek me and shall not find me, and uh, where I am, thither ye cannot come? See that question? He said, what, what manner of saying is this, ye shall seek me and shall not find me? They really thought that he was going to commit Suicide, but we're going to look at something. Let's go right over to the 8th chapter. A couple of times they thought he was losing his mind. Like, you know, people think we're losing our eyes today. The apple don't fall for off on a tree. If they thought he was the devil, what you think they're going to think about you? They thought he was ready to commit suicide. What do you think they think you saying? <laughs> so now we have to really pay attention to this that we're about to. Pretty much read here. St. John chapter 8. We're going to read 13 through 14. Then we're going to skip. So uh, hold on. Let's let's look at this one more time here. 13 through 14. When you get it, my brother, go ahead and read. The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. Go ahead. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and whither I go. But right. ye cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. Right. So he said, ye cannot tell where I come from and where I'm going. That was verse 14, right? Whither I go. So mm-hmm. skip down to verse 20 and read it. Verse 20. These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple. And no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. Wait. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whither I go, ye cannot come. He keeps stressing this to him. He said it in the seventh chapter. Here he is in the eighth chapter, and he's letting them know just as well where I'm going. Ye can not come. And guess what? Everybody needs to know this because they believe where he's going and where he went, they can go. But he keep re- he keep reiterating over and over where I'm going. You cannot come. What verse was that? Verse twenty one. 
Yes, sir. Read on. We're going to read down to 23. Gotcha. Then said the Jews, will he kill himself? Because he said, whither I go, ye cannot come. See, that's the first. See, man, so carnal. We thinking something carnal, like, will he kill himself? So what do you think they think about us when we make those statements? <laughs> Are you about to kill yourself? <laughs> go ahead and read. And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath. I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. Go ahead. I no, said no, therefore said, unto on, you. Hold on, no, that's what we want. He said, Ye are from beneath. I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. All they doing truly is pointing out to them. That where he come from and where we come from is two different places. <laughs> One is from the third heaven, and the other is from the uh, is from this earth, which is also heaven too, which we'll teach you in another lesson. But man is of the dust. That's all he pointing out to us. Now let's bag up to chapter three, because all this where I'm from and where you from and you can't come. He finished plainly tell us over here in the third chapter. See, we have to lay this here so nobody won't think they're going and get a reward. You know. So now, what we're going to do is chapter 3. We have St. John chapter 3, and we're going to read verse 13. Chapter 3 and verse 13. When you get it, my brother, go ahead. And Uh-oh. no man have ascended up to heaven, but huh. he that came down from heaven, even yes. the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Wait a minute. So they just let me know where his origin was. <laughs> heaven. He said, ain't no man went up there. This lets me know that this is the place that he's telling them, this is off limits for y'all. You are restricted from coming here. He said, no man hath ascended into heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. So now, skip down to 31 and read. Verse 31. He that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly. And speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. We're talking Jesus. Ain't he he the Lord over man? (laughs) He's above all So now This lesson wouldn't be right If we did all of this Jesus But we didn't use Paul Because people love to go to Paul To verify something That they don't understand So now let's go to Galatians chapter 1 Let's let's look at what Paul is going to say Before we even go To the place That's going to take them Clean from up out of heaven Where they think they're going and bring them where they're supposed to be, which is this earth. And like always, I'm taking a long way to a shortcut. I always say that, though. Galatians chapter 1. Read verse 1, brother, and then we're going to skip to 11. Galatians 1 and 1, when you get it, go ahead. Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but yep. by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. Yep, he raised Jesus from the dead. Skip down to verse 11 and read that for me. 
but I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. Oh, man, taught me this gospel. This is what he's letting us know. No man taught me this gospel. Who taught it to me? Go ahead and read, brother. For I neither received it of man, neither huh? was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. He said that Jesus Christ had to deal with me. Most people don't know that Paul did take that trip to Arabia, and he was there for how long? About three years, right? Yeah. And they yeah. don't know that Paul was over there being taught. Then what did he know? What did he have to do? He had to respect the order that the Lord set up because he told Peter that listen, the you will he will be the he will have the keys of the kingdom. He said he was gonna leave it in his hand, right? So guess what? He was like the chief apostle. So what did Paul turn around and say? He said, listen, man, I had to go to Jerusalem and get the right hands of fellowship. Because unto Peter was committed the circumcision, but unto me was the uncircumcision, that I should preach the gospel to the, Jew, the Gentiles and the heathen, as well as he preaching the gospel to Israel. But people don't spend no time reading these things, man. So that's why we got to point it out as we go along and we encourage them to read these things because all the answers are here. But he said he neither received it of man, neither was he taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Jesus revealed this thing to him. Now let's go to 1 Timothy. That way when we look at what we finna look at, we can't say Paul came up with it on his own. Because remember, Jesus was talking about it first. And Paul finna reiterate to the group of people that he knowed he needed to reiterate it to because they the main ones that bring you going to heaven. The main ones. So he telling Peter, Timothy, he wrote the letter to Timothy to check his folks. Make sure that they understand this, this, that, and the third. So anyway, 1 Timothy chapter 6, and we're going to pick it up at verse 13. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 13. When you get it, my brother, go ahead. I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickeneth all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. Yes, sir. That thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you got to keep these things until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ? Go ahead and read. Which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Being none of our people can rise up and show who this is, who the, who going to be the blessed and only potentate, the king of kings and lord. No. You have to wait on this individual right here. <laughs> Go ahead. Who only hath immortality, yeah. dwelling in the light which no uh -huh. man can approach unto. Wait a minute. He dwelling. No man hath Hold on. Hold on. He hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto. You know that light. The one that people be lying about saying that they almost had a crossover when they was on the hospital uh, gurney and they said they saw the bright light saying come to them. You can't. A 
according to what we're reading here. Guess what light you saw? The light that was on the surgery table that was in your face so the doctor can see real good so he won't cut your throat wide open. That's the light you saw. He said, which no man can approach unto, whom no man had seen. Go ahead. Whom no man have seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. He said, whom no man had seen nor can see. So you can't go get the reward. Jesus said the reward is with him when he comes. See, this is why we pointed these things out to you. So now, let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 9. We want to seal the deal with this, and then we're going to move forward in this lesson. See, so you can understand the thing, so you can understand a few more things that we're going to bring up. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, and we're going to read verse 1, and then we're going to skip down to verse 3. Verse 1 and then verse 3. Whenever you get that, brother, go ahead and read that. For all this I considered in my heart, even to declare all this, that the uh-huh. righteous and the wise and their works are in the hand of God. No uh-huh. man knoweth either love or hatred by all that is before them. Yes, sir. So wait a minute. He said, for all this I considered in my heart, even to declare all this, that the righteous, because you might say, well, that person was good. They the Lord, they was blessed and highly favored. You know the, the things that we say about people when we make ignorant statements and we don't understand. And the wise and their works are in the hand of God. No man knoweth either love or hatred by all that is before them. Skip down to verse 3. We want to figure out where these people at, though. Go ahead. This is an evil among all things that are done under the sun, that there is one event unto all. Yea, also the heart of the sons of men is full of evil, and madness is in their heart while they live. And after that, they go to the dead. They go, they go to the dead. They think evil. They think crazy. They go through craziness. They have hatred. Some have love. But after they die and they give up their breath, what did he say they do? They go to the dead. Why? He told Adam in from dust, thou art. He didn't say until heaven you shall return. He said until from dust thou art, until dust thou shall return. So you're going to return from where you came. Your homecoming is the ground. But go ahead and read. For to him that is joined to all the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. Why you always let a person know, hey, man, you still living? You got enough. You got a chance to get this thing right. Go ahead and read. For the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. Yes. Neither have they any more a reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. Wait a minute. It seemed like Jesus and all the, you had Paul and all the rest of them, they speaking about this thing, and they said that you ain't coming where he at, but you still down here. Then Solomon take you and told you, listen, man, you still in the ground when you die. He said, "You when you die, you can't even think thoughts. He said, that is gone now. 
But go ahead and read six. Also, their love and their hatred and their envy is now perished. Neither have they any more a portion forever in anything that is done under the sun. I had to show all of that for a reason. Now, let's go to Luke, the 23rd chapter. We're going to look at somebody that Jesus made a promise to, but everybody used this as an example to say, I'm going to heaven. Or he went with him. Or actually not with him because he, Jesus had to be in a grave three days and three nights. So they saying he left Jesus in a grave, but he went somewhere and got him a reward ahead of time. We This thing has to be in order. God is not all over the place. He's an in order God, and you have to understand his order. So Luke, the 23rd chapter, some people got people in the ground being tortured. They don't understand that's Roman Catholicism. That's their doctrine. <laughs> Even the Jewish folks believe in some of that garbage. You know, you die, you in limbo or purgatory, and this if you got money and then somebody's being tortured over here. All that is fairy tale. Because the Lord talk about two things, resurrection, a first one and a second one. But anyway, Luke 23, pick it up at verse 33, and we're going to skip. 23 and verse 33. Go ahead. And when they will come to the place, which is called Calvary, where they crucified him and the male factors, one on the right hand and on the and the other on the left. So you got two guys being crucified with Jesus, one on right on the right hand, one on the left. Jesus being in the middle. Skip down to verse 39 and read. And one of the male factors, which were hanged, railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. He wasn't no dummy, though, was he? <laughs> you know how we try mm-hmm. to provoke people. Save yourself then if you be the Christ and us. <laughs> us too. <laughs> Go ahead and read. <laughs> <laughs> but the other answering rebuked him, saying, Doest thou not fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? That's right, brother. Go ahead. And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this huh? man have done nothing amiss. But that word reward, ain't it? Mm-hmm. We got a paycheck for what we did. Look, the penalty under the Romans for breaking a breaking a uh, law is when they when it's the penalty of death is they put you up on a cross. Am I right or wrong, my brother? You're right. You're right. Yeah, this is what this is the penalty. That's why we don't support nobody walking around with no crosses on their neck or being tattooed on their skin in the name of Jesus. Why? Because that is a Roman death symbol, and it has nothing to do with God other than this guy suffered on that cross. He suffered. Go ahead and read. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. So that's the key. He said, remember me when you, because that's what thou mean, you come into your kingdom. Is his kingdom up in heaven soon he go? No, we're going to find out that it's not so. Go ahead and read. And Jesus said unto him, verily I say unto thee today, 
shall thou be with me in paradise. Oh, this is where they say, see, he went with him because he said to this day, today shall thou be with me in paradise. But all you have to do is read the thing slowly. He said, Jesus said unto him, verily, I say unto thee. He should say, verily, I say unto thee today, thou shalt be with me in paradise. That's how it should read. But when man added punctuation and commas and things of that nature, it make it look like that he telling him, listen, you're going to go where I'm going to be at. I mean, you're going to come today. You'll get your reward right now. But he don't. Why? Protocol can be broken. Jesus just told the, it told the disciples as well as the Jews that they could not come where he went. Here you got two thieves finna die. And he gonna allow one to come, but he won't allow these to go. <laughs> then Paul come and say, "Ain't no man can approach unto that light." He said, "Jesus only having immortality." You know what immortality means? Eternal life. So now, read. Uh, wait a minute, that was forty-three, right? So now let's go to First uh, Corinthians, the third chapter. That's why we pointed that out, is because. This guy, he couldn't have got no reward immediately because Jesus wasn't going over until three days or three nights later. And even then, he still hung around because he told Mary. He appeared to Mary. And then he told her not to touch him. Why wasn't the thief walking around with him saying, yeah, Jesus, I'm going to hang out with you until it's time for us to burn out? <laughs> See, that don't make Good sense. Let's go to, yeah, let's go to 1 Corinthians. Just going to leave that guy on the ground? 1 <laughs> Corinthians chapter 3, but we like, we have been miseducated. Let me put it that way. We've just been miseducated. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, and we're going to pick it up at verse 5. Let's look at something Paul's going to say here. 3 and verse 5, when you get it, my brother, go eat. Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believe, even as the Lord gave to every man. That's why we don't we don't hold to titles and you know, let me cleave on to this most holiest brother. No. All we saying is, listen, this my brother right here. I, you know, brother Rock, I, I look at myself equal to my brother because we're in the body. You know, he helped me, I help him. We aid one another to put forth the Lord's work. This is what we do. Nobody is better than the next person. We all try to make it. But go ahead and read, my brother. I am of Paul. And another, I am of Apollos. Are ye so, not carnal? Yes, sir. Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers by whom you believe, even as the Lord gave to every man. I have yes, planted Apollo's yeah. water, but yeah. God gave the increase. Because we just working in the vineyard. Why are you going to say that you part of my clique, this man is part of my clique? No. We are the body of Christ. But go ahead. So then, neither is he that planted anything. Neither he that water it, but God that giveth the increase. That's right, go ahead. 
now he that planted and he that watereth are one. Yes. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Wait a minute. Every man, right, shall receive his own reward. We're talking paycheck according to his own labor. Remember, there's few labors in the har- in the, in the uh, harvest because he said the harvest is, gr- is great. He said there's few. Mm-hmm. We'll go ahead and read one more. Verse 9. For we are laborers together with God. Ye yes. are God's husbandry. Ye yes. are God's building. He said, ye are God's building. See, I love how the Lord do this because the Lord enlightened us on what it is that he's trying to get us to understand. That ain't no man better than the next man. All of us on one, in a one body here trying to do what the Lord wants us to do. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. And watch how Paul praises his brethren. So I was liking that. I like that humility, man. Deal with that humility. You know, not all, you know, proud and like you really doing something. It ain't got nothing to do with us. I wouldn't know half the things I knew. This is the Lord's worker. <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure he don't ever cut that faucet off and I'm dry. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. somewhere where I can't think straight no more, you know. Trying to stay in his good graces, which all of us should be. But let's, Philippians chapter 4, we're going to pick it up at verse 1. Let's look at something Paul's going to say. Philippians 4 and 1. Go ahead. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. Yes, sir. Go ahead. I beseech you, Adias. And beseech Sinchite that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And that what he was saying to the church at Corinth, when he was trying to tell them, don't be trying to mm-hmm. be one of us Apollos, one of us Paul. No, we are one in the Lord. We working. We we all on one accord. Go ahead. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel. Yes. With Clement also. And with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. Wait a minute, he didn't brought something on the table that we gotta deal with. Whose names are in the book of life her. And what else did he point out? That you can't just silence the women. Look, sisters have a very important role in the body. You don't know that, you gotta go read about all the sisters we had. Great sisters. Every last one of them. Every last one of them, especially starting with Sarah. <laughs> these women these women were no joke. And why would they be, especially when they had some some heads that were no joke either, and they feared God. But go ahead and read. What else he say? Rejoice what? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. See, we're rejoicing in the Lord now. Now, let's go. Let's go to uh, Hebrews, the 12th chapter, because he said your names are written or your names are in the book of life. So we starting to understand that. Wait a minute. That's how he going to come with this reward. (laughs) 
That's how he going to come and give every man according to what work shall be because this particular book, the book of life, is going to say who did what. And he tell you in Revelation that if your name is not written in the book of life, you only got one reward coming that way. You're on the opposite side of the good side of the kingdom. And I don't think nobody want to be there. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to read 12 and verse 23, just one verse. 12 and verse 23. We want to see if this book is consistent talking about this. Go ahead. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are yes, written in heaven. Which are what? And to God, which are written in heaven. How are you written in heaven? Book of life. Yes, because sir. the book of life is right there in heaven where the son and the father is. <laughs> and all you turn, when you read even in the Old Testament, because Moses was like, hey, Lord, I pray thee blot me out of that book. He said, no. The one that sinned against me, him will I blot out of this book. It ain't down here floating around or where he got it right there where he is. And we're going to show you he do. But go ahead and read. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and yes. to God, the judge of all, yes. and to the spirits of just men made perfect. Yes. This is the Lord right here. He said the spirits, to the spirits of just men made perfect. We're talking about the mind frame of this guy. His mind. The Lord is trying to make his mind perfect so he can dwell amongst them because he ain't finna deal with no sin. And he definitely ain't finna deal with another Satan type. But this time, you may directly in the image of God. Satan is just an angel. So imagine the problem that he would have. Let's back up to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. This is why the Lord keeps saying my reward is with me because, hey, you ain't coming where I'm at. <laughs> How am I going to remember you? Because, hey, I got your name in this book. I know you existed at some point. Luke chapter 10, we're going to pick it up at verse 19. Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. Watch what these guys were rejoicing at. 10 and 19. Go ahead. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Yep, go ahead. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. You know that? He keep making mention of it, don't he? Now he's telling us how these, his reward is going to be with him. That's why I titled the lesson, The Wages of Higher Service. Guess what? You are working for God now all the way till they get back. This is, a, this is our job. That's why none of us take a paycheck. That's why none of us won't pay, because our pay is going to be eternal life. But, you know, some people don't understand these things because they're not reading where the, the book clearly tells us that. <laughs> What I want the corner money for when the Lord got something else for me. Let's go look. Hebrews chapter 6. Because he's going to tell me, I'm not unrighteous to forget what you done did. And I definitely don't want to be like a, you know, T.D. Jakes type of guy. 
where I'm getting all my reward now. So when I when I come in front of, in front of him, he say, no, nah, you, you didn't have your reward, mister. What? Didn't I cast out? No, you didn't cast out nothing. But guess what I'm about to do? This is if he, if TDJ don't repent. But this is what he'll say. Hey, your paycheck is over there on the other side of this on the other side of this kingdom over there in that lake of fire with him, where he said the worms don't even die and where the fire will not quench, meaning you can't put no kind of water on it to stop this thing from burning. You can go get all the firemen together and get all the fire hoses you want and it will not do the job to quench this fire you're talking about. That right there within itself is scary. I don't believe that. No, because how can you put somebody in a fire and they don't burn out? Well, last time I checked, Luke, what is it, 137, 38, he said that nothing is impossible with God. I'll take it for what he said. He said ain't nothing possible. <laughs> Because I'm trying to figure out how are we able to make babies? How are we able to breathe? How are we able to communicate, listen, talk? For, how are we able to do these things? Matter of fact, how was the sun up there in the sky like that? And they never fell on the earth and burnt up the whole earth. How was the rain coming down out of the sky but at a perfect amount where it ain't drowning its man? What about at nighttime when you want to be all laid up with your pretty little girl or your handsome, strapping young man and you looking at the moonlight and that thing ain't fell on top of your head and burnt you up? Somebody controlling these things. (laughs) Somebody controlling this stuff. You got to ask those questions. Hebrews 6. But this is what my mind goes on, y'all. This is what I think at times. Like these are all the questions that you cannot just overlook. Like, how is that happening? How is it that we got summer and then the weather be so hot that if man stay out there too long, even the animals, they die? But the Lord say, I still got a safety for you. And the safety is man know how to make central air is what they call it, AC, to keep you cool. And the crazy part is about it is, you need the hot air, the humidity, in order to make the cooler in the house. It brings it in, and the AC unit, that uh, compressor and that uh, Freon, it filters the hot air, it uses the hot air, and it filters in cold. So you need the heat in order to have AC. But ain't nobody thinking about none of this stuff. Like I said, my mind be roaming. But eight. I'm sorry, Hebrews 6 and verse 10. Hebrews 6, and read that one verse. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name. Right. And that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. See, God is not unrighteousness to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name. Because you did it because he commanded you to do it. And how will he forget when he got a book of what the Bible going to say remembrance, as well as the book of life? How will he forget when he got a book that's saying you did everything accordingly? 
Let's go look at it. Malachi, the third chapter. Malachi, chapter three. This ain't even a long lesson, y'all. I'm going to tell you, we're going to be out here before seven, before seven thirty. Because guess what? Oh, that's I got to cheat. Working, bro. Yeah, I got to be. What was, yeah. I was just, I was, hey, bro, I was just thinking that scripture in my head. I'm not lying. That's Malachi. Oh, man, the Lord got that. Yeah, that book of remembrance. I got that in my yeah. mind. <laughs> and then you said go to Malachi 3. I'm like, wow. <laughs> the Holy One of Israel I, be working. Don't he? It's what it's all about. Yes, sir. This is what it's all about. Malachi, the third chapter. But what that tell the people is that you a brother that have been reading your book. Because, <laughs> see, we know this. But how many other people in the world that, that don't know it? You know, when we read these things, it's strange. Because ain't nobody ever heard it. You know? We, we, we only heard that we're going to heaven, but we can't read it nowhere in the book. You know? But uh, Malachi mm-hmm. chapter 3 and uh, verse 16 to 17, my brother. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord yep. hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and yep. that thought upon his name. That's why he said that the, their names were written in heaven. When he spoke about the general assembly and how they were written in heaven, because we know they can't go there. What was it that he was referring to? He's talking about this book right here. And he just called it, like Brother Ron just said, read the book of remembrance. That means he will will remember. That's why he just had Paul, right? That he will not, he is not unrighteous to forget our work and labor of love that we did in his name and minister to his, his servants. Cause this is what we doing right now. But go ahead and read verse seventeen. Once he, once he got this, what else is he gonna do? And they shall be mine, said the Lord of hosts. In right. that day, when I make up my jewels, yes. and I will spare them, as a man spared his own son that served him. See that? So now, guess what? This is the reward because this brother's name has been, and his sister's name has been. Written And he said I'm going to spy them You know why Because they have earned The righteous paycheck They feared me They spoke one to another They separated themselves from sin And they led, started to live a sanctified life I can deal with them now Let's go to 1 Corinthians the ninth chapter 1 Corinthians chapter 9 And this is why he get on her And this is why I get on her not to mention we love the word anyway, but this is what we yes, get on there for. You can talk about the Bible all day and it don't get it don't get tiresome because you forever learning something. Forever. This is the only book I've read where I'm a, I always learn something on top of learning something on top of learning. I can read a book about uh, let's see, electronics. But once I done studied that, 
don't learn no more than what this what is what's been taught in that book. I done went to its fullest um capacity of pretend my use my fullest potential to that. So now I can't go no further than what it's already written in there. But this is the only book that I can read and say, Wow, I've read this a thousand times and it's just now sticking out to me. <laughs> Then come later and read something right up under it and be like, wow, I read that 2,000 times. And it's just now popping up in front of me. That's how deep the Lord is. But 1 Corinthians 9, we're going to pick it up at verse 17. 1 Corinthians 9 and verse 17. But look at what Paul is saying. Go ahead. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a yes. reward. Yes, sir. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. Go ahead, brother. What is my reward then? Verily that when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without choice. That I so, use not my power in the gospel. You got a lot of people there to do that. Hey, man, you got to reverence me. Don't talk back to the elder. Don't do that. Wait a minute, man. You can't rebuke him. Even if you see him committing adultery and all these other things, nah, brother, don't work like that. Or you can abuse your power in a gospel say, man, you can't. Let me come up. Let me come on up in your house and uh, see what's going on. You can't forbid me. I'm the elder. I'm, most, I'm trying to make sure y'all right in the Lord. Come on, man. You abusing your authority and your power in the gospel. This same book condemn you for doing the stuff that you doing. Go ahead and read. For though I be free from all men, yet yes. have I made myself servant unto all, that yes, I might gain the more. See that? He said, for though I be free from all men, yet I made myself servant unto all. The Lord said that, didn't he? He said, he that is greatest among you, let him be your servant. This is what Paul said. I'm greater than my, I'm greater than my Gentile brothers. So guess what? I'm going to be a servant to them that I might gain the more. Mm-hmm. Because it's a good thing The book says in Proverbs He that winneth souls Is wise We're supposed to want to see people Turn to the Lord And get their salvation Now let's go to Matthew the 19th chapter Let's look at some of the apostles acts Because he said he's going to spare them But where does that lead them though Where would this stuff Take place at Matthew, the 19th chapter, and we're going to pick it up at verse 16. Matthew chapter 19 and verse 16. I'm going to let Ron read through this. Now, pay attention to what Jesus is going to be asked, and pay attention to his answer. Go ahead and read, bro. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He said unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. 
So why do people got a problem with the New Testament? All they doing is talking about the old. People ain't reading no book. They ain't taking you away from your God. They they verifying that the Old Testament, the prophecy, is true. Because that's why the Lord said to the law and to the testimony, there has to be a testimony to solidify what them guys were talking about over there. Or else you're going to be stuck in a book filled with prophecy, ain't none of it come to pass. Like in Psalms, chapter 20, I think it's 22, where he said, hey, behold, they pierced my hands and my feet. He said that they sold his garments. They gave him gall and vinegar to drink. When has that ever happened to David? I challenge anybody out there listening to show me that ever happened to David one time. Not two, not three. Once, David triumphed over all his enemies. When he died, he died in a good old age. <laughs> For real. His only problem was the fact when he slept with Bathsheba, the Lord dropped that sword in his house, and he said that he was going to forever have that sword in his house. His own sons was trying to kill him. And they was raping his daughters and all this kind of stuff, slept with his wives. But you never seen him getting pierced. Well, symbolically, that means no, it don't. Because when you go over to Zechariah, the Lord say, guess what? They that pierce me, they going to see me. Every eye is going to see the ones that pierce me. There's going to another person right there. Maybe, just maybe, we just don't like the Lord like our forefathers never liked him. But these prophecies got to be fulfilled. Go ahead and read. I'm sorry, brother, for taking on, you know, going to the left. But, hey, you got to throw these things out there. Go ahead. Yes, sir. The young man said unto him, all these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, if thou will be perfect, go and sell that thou hast. And give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. And what happened to him when the Lord just gave him a direct commandment what to do? Go ahead. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Yes. So now, skip down to verse 27. Let's see what Peter finna ask. Go ahead. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? Go ahead. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones. Judging the twelve tribes of Israel See that But guess what The Old Testament talk about that too When you read Psalms uh, 122 I believe Or 123 And when you turn around and read uh, Psalms 132 The Lord made that promise See I don't understand These people can't be reading the book man They just can't go ahead and read Verse 29 And everyone that have forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or yes. lands for my yes. name's sake shall yes. receive an hundredfold and uh. shall inherit everlasting life. 
Because, you know, these are the same ones that feared, uh, uh, feared the Lord spent. They off and one to another. They got on their job like Paul said. They preached the gospel, and they left this stuff behind that hindered them. And guess what the Lord say? You're going to inherit everlasting life. But you don't get that everlasting life when you die, you go to heaven. That don't happen. Let's go to Revelation 14, chapter. Revelation chapter 14. We're going to point something out to you out here in a minute. Revelation is the 14th chapter. I thank God I understand this stuff, man. Yes. Because ain't nobody with no Bible can come up and ever just beat me down. I'm too stubborn to be beat down. <laughs> I am too stubborn for it. <laughs> Shoot. I thank the Lord for that. Revelation chapter 14. And pick it up at 12 and 13. We want to read these two. 12 and 13. Go ahead. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. We're talking about the ones that's doing his work, right? Go ahead. Yep. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Wait, Rod. Read that part again, that blessed part. Blessed or what? Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Wait a minute. He said, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. If you die yes, in the Lord, you finna have something that is going to follow you. Go ahead and read. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and yes. their works do follow them. See that? Their works do follow them. How? Because the Lord got it written in that book. He already know who did what. <laughs> you gave your last breath to Ink pen drops. Blooker, he ain't got to write no more about you. Everything from your time of understanding and to your time of dropping dead, all of it is inked down. You sealed. That's why when you do read uh, that Psalms where he's talking about them set thrones, he say set thrones. You know why he say set thrones? Because that thing is already established. Once you die, whatever you did, according to God, your works is the whole deal is sealed now. You can't get come up out of the ground and say, Lord, well, go back 20 years before when I was, you know, a little younger. No, the Lord don't operate like that. But now let's go over to chapter 20, over to chapter 20. What about these dead people? He finna explain something about it. Chapter 20 and verse 1, whenever you get the gooey. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. Yep. And he lay hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. Right. And cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him. That he yes, should deceive the nations no more uh, Till the thousand years should be fulfilled And uh -huh. after that He must be loosed a little season 
See a time frame, a thousand years, but go ahead and read it. What else did he see? Go ahead. And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. Yes. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. Yes. And for the word of God. Yes. And which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither yes, had received his mark upon their foreheads or they in their hands. That's right. Go ahead. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. How do you think he remember all this? Because he knew how that individual lived their life all the way to their death. He even knew that they were beheaded like John the Baptist. He knew that. John the Baptist was beheaded for the witness of Jesus. (laughs) But go ahead and read verse 5 and 6. But the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Uh-huh. <coughs> These guys came up Blessed. in the resurrection. These guys came yes, up sir. in the resurrection. That's why when we read the 14th chapter, it says, Blessed of the dead that died the Lord from henceforth. For that work yes, do sir. follow them, because guess what? Once you go on that ground, the Lord ain't going to forget you. And Job will tell you that. Matter of fact, go ahead and read verse 6. Blessed and holy is he that have part in the first resurrection. Yes. On such, the second death have no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, yes. and yes. shall reign with him a thousand years. Stay reward right here. That is that paycheck. This is him bringing that reward with him. Let's go to Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 4. Second Timothy chapter four. We got three more after this. Second Timothy, the fourth chapter. Second Timothy, the fourth chapter. This is the basis of it. Now we could have went to Job. I'm gonna tell y'all. Go read Job, the fourteenth chapter, verse ten, all the way down to like verse fifteen or sixteen. He gonna tell you. Job said, "Listen, man. I want the Lord." To appoint me a set time I want to hide in the grave Till his wrath be passed And he call me up Then when you read John chapter 5 The same thing the Lord say About the resurrection He said he gonna call them by name But I'm saying name But he said he gonna call them He said some to the resurrection of life Some to the resurrection of damnation And they ain't gonna be called at the same time the thousand years have to be accomplished first, and he got to have his soldiers with him to run this earth for a thousand years. That includes David and everybody else you read in the Old Testament that's got a good name with God. And Daniel, the 12th chapter, verse 1 on one through 3, solidify the same thing, too. They all saying the same thing, but 2 Timothy 4 and 1. 4 and 1, go ahead. I charge thee, therefore, before God, and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Wait a minute. He's going to judge the quick and the dead. So they can't be in heaven because he said he's going to judge the quick, meaning the living, and the dead. But yep. it's going to be at his appearing. Then he turn around and tell you, and his kingdom. And we got to understand where that kingdom going to be. <laughs> yeah. This is what people ain't paying attention to. Skip down to verse 8. 
Let's see what uh, Paul, no, verse 7. Let's see what Paul say. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Yes. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. What day? Not to me only. Hold on. What day? At his appearing in his kingdom. Yes, because yes, that is the context of the conversation. That's why we read verse 1, so you won't be confused. At that day. What day? The seventh trumpet shall sound. He said the, the yep. dead of Christ shall rise first. That's First Thessalonians, the fourth, the fourth chapter, starting at verse 13 all the way down to 17. Read that on your own. Go ahead. But, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Yeah, Peter, Paul, John, all of those guys that we read about, those guys, well, uh, Paul is right here, but Moses, all those guys, they coming up. King David, he going to yep. stand again. These are not the end of these guys we're reading about. Job and everybody, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you're going to see them all. Every last one of them. The Enoch's all the way on down to Noah's, everybody you're going to see. So now, let's move forward. Let's go to Isaiah, the fourth chapter. Isaiah chapter four. He said, it's coming. He said the reward is going, uh, he's going to bring the reward with him. So this let me know ain't nobody is saved either. Mm-mm. As long as you can mess up, you ain't saved. <laughs> and if you don't think that's true, ask Saul. Ask Mary. Ask a lot of people, to be honest. But uh, Isaiah chapter 4. Isaiah 4, we're going to read one verse. Read verse Three, Isaiah chapter 4 and verse 3. What does it say? And it shall come to pass that he that is left in Zion and he that remaineth in Jerusalem shall be called holy. Yes. Even everyone that is written among the living in Jerusalem. I go there written again. See, that book of life, man, is important. Go ahead and read verse 5. I mean, verse 4. I'm sorry. When the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and yes. shall have purged the blood of Jerusalem from the yes. midst thereof by the spirit of judgment and yes. by the spirit of burning. See that? Because he do got to clean this thing up, too. <laughs> he got to purify this place. So now let's go to uh, Luke, the 22nd chapter, and then we got one more. Luke chapter 22. Because remember, he said, at his appearing in and his kingdom, he told the apostles that he 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 promised to them that they was going to sit on 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Luke chapter 22. And we're going to read 22 through 29. Chapter 23. I'm sorry, chapter. Hold on. Let me make sure I'm tripping. I'm the one tripping over here. Chapter 22, 
verse 22 through 29. Gotcha. My bad, y'all. Go ahead. And truly the Son of Man goeth as it was determined. But woe unto that man by whom he is betrayed. So, and they began to inquire among themselves which of them it was that should do this thing. And there was also a strife among them which of them should be accounted the greatest. No, that's Israel. Go ahead. And he said unto them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and they that exercise authority upon them are called benefactors. Mm -hmm. But ye shall not be so. But he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he that is chief as he that doeth serve. Yes, sir. Go ahead. For whether it's greater, he that sitteth at meat or he that serveth, is not he that sitteth at meat, but I am among you as he that serveth. He's the greatest. Go ahead. Yeah. Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations. Oh, this is what I'm going to give you, read. And I appoint unto you a kingdom. As my father have appointed unto me. This is what got to, this has to happen. They have to be appointed a kingdom. But the prophets didn't say that. Yeah, they did. Let's go to Daniel's seventh chapter. Everybody's saying the same thing. We just think our eyes just can't see this. Sometimes the Lord didn't close our eyes. I close our eyes. Because we don't want to see it, so he'll make sure we don't. Daniel's the seventh chapter is our last place. Daniel chapter seven, we just want to confirm that it is going to be a kingdom. And guess what? That is their reward for us servants who really try to, I know I am, but we fighting against them. We fighting to be amongst great names, man. Extremely great names. I'm just hoping that the Lord see that we try with all our might. We don't want to be in no second resurrection. We want to be in the first. <laughs> So Daniel chapter 7, pick it up at verse 26, 26 and 27. Go ahead. But the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away his domain to consume and to destroy it until the end. Yes, sir. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And all dominions shall serve and obey him. That's exactly what Jesus just said. I'm going to appoint you a kingdom like one was appointed to me. And guess what? After the thousand years, we got lessons to teach you this. So don't just think I'm spewing stuff out that I can't read to you, but we can't teach you everything in one setting. So we we got scripture to show you that after Jesus have completed this thousand years with all these saints with him that's ruling this earth and judging and cleaning it up, after that after that thousand years is over, he will be have 
he will judge the people that come up in his second resurrection, and that will determine where they go. Whether it's in, if he's going to have mercy and allow them in the kingdom of the Father, or whether he's going to appoint unto them eternal damnation. But guess what? Wherever we end up, this is the wages of us being servants. And the Lord said his reward is with him. He didn't say if it was going to be good. He didn't say if it was going to be bad. But he said he's coming to hand out a whole bunch of reward to every man. So it's up to us to figure out which part of the judgment, I mean, which part of the reward we want. So with that being said, I hope y'all got something out of the lesson that I brought. And I'm going to turn it back over to you, Brother Ron. Thanks again for being with me in the battlefield, brother.